0: Hey folks, it's Jonathan. Just want to say we had a little bit of technical difficulties in the recording of this episode. So if uh, Summer and Jesse sound a little strange, just know we are aware of that. And uh, it's the best we could do under the circumstances. Thanks for listening. Here's the show.
1: This is The 451. I'm Summer Brennan.
0: I'm Jesse Hirsch. And I'm Jonathan Mann.
1: And we are a podcast for the resistance.
0: Did you guys see this thing, Donald Trump Jr., Tweeting that um this guy Michael Cernovich should get a Pulitzer Prize for for the Susan Rice stuff that he's been tweeting about, basically.
2: Uh I did not see that.
0: So Michael Cernovich rose to prominence like during Gamergate as like a as like a really nasty Gamergate character, but also like a like a MRA, men's rights activist, and like he makes his living off of trying to teach awkward men how to talk to women and how to be a strong
1: but he's like a pro-rape guy
0: yeah yeah he is he's disgusting he's like the worst
1: like he tweets like he tweets about like it's insane yes yeah i know who that is he's
0: well known for like his quotes like uh date rape does not exist and things and things of this nature um and donald trump uh, jr said he should get a pulitzer
1: great yeah i feel like men from men from a thousand years ago would be offended by what mike this do whatever his name is has to say (laughs) Like, that's
0: how, that's
1: yeah. how I feel about, about that. That's ridiculous. No, I, I did see some of that floating around. Um, I blocked both real Donald Trump and POTUS on, like, January 22nd or something. So. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I do see screenshots, but sometimes I miss, like, what the outrage is. I just see everybody going, how can he even say this? And I, like, don't know what it is. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> No,
2: I... what what did he actually say that was even remotely humanitarian, though? Why why is Donald Trump Jr. What's he talking about?
0: Well, I was thinking it was the Pulitzer, not the or Pulitzer. Uh, the oh, I'm sorry, not the Nobel Prize. The Pul- the Pulitzer, like for, for what, journalism. Though? For what? What has he done? I don't even. I mean, he for one thing, he was on 60 Minutes recently about uh, in an in a segment about fake news. Okay.
1: Okay. Why do they have uh... him on? What is wrong with people? 'm I'm, I'm so I tired like i'm I'm really the thing I'm done with is like CNN inviting this terrible terrible bigoted person on to be a talking head and then they bring on some like normal person to be outraged about it and I'm like why are you paying to have this theater happen and like spread this these attitudes it's insane
0: yeah no platform don't give these people any platform of course we're talking about them which is bad that's my right goal. so insane. not
1: me. Uh. Um, I'm trying to find the email I sent you guys at like one in the morning about James Thompson is running for, uh, the fourth congressional district in Kansas and the election is on Tuesday, April 11th. And I was, yeah. And people were sharing some information that looked like it's possible for him to win. And so it would be great if people supported him. You don't have to live in Kansas to help out. Um, so we can have some links about that. Um, but I was tweeting uh, about him and he was like thanks and sent a link for like phone banking and stuff and people can contribute so if you do live in yeah. Kansas is you know fourth great vote get out um, but even anybody you know any other person can help out so yeah, if you live
0: get there, fun. get out and knock on doors and 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 do the whole nine, but if you don't, you know, most of us obviously don't live in Kansas's 4th district. So I do not.
2: Um uh, what why yeah. is why is this not getting more attention? Why is everyone paying attention to Georgia and not Kansas? Any idea? I don't know. Everyone's like Ossoff, Ossoff, Ossoff.
0: I think that John, I mean, I think that I think that John Ossoff is in a uh from what I've been reading, like he's in a pretty good position in Georgia, gotcha. which that election is uh april 18th i think uh early voting has already started but um uh i think because i think the republican field in georgia is actually really crowded Mm -hmm. and so it sort of leaves an opening for john ossoff to sort of swoop in and 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 have a chance there yeah i
1: mean that would be great
0: so is the thought maybe that this one's a little less vulnerable to Flip
1: or maybe more vulnerable.
0: I haven't seen much about about that. You this, this was something you were seeing, right? Right, Summer, that 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 he was gaining some traction.
1: Yes, I hadn't known about it, and then I was looking at I mean, this was like midnight last night. So, welcome. I'm um, here. I present to you my thoroughly researched information. I'm like,
0: please, there's <laughs> this
1: guy, he's running for Congress. No, but um, he seems That's great. True. He's a civil rights attorney and mm-hmm. um, you know, Kansas veteran father, you know. Doing doing the thing, fight for America. That's what he's got on his little banner. So, so Kansas's
0: yeah. fourth fourth district is the home of the Koch brothers. Um, that's like where the oh, wait, is, oh. Is, is that right? It's their home district. Whoa. So so I wanted to plug a thing when you were talking about the summer. I was, I was I was I was I thought to myself, man, I didn't know about that race either, mm-hmm. and I was like, where's what's the thing? Where's the place online where I can go to learn about every election? Every single um, state and and federal election that's coming up, um, right. and I was looking for it and looking for it. And I follow these folks, um, Flippable at Flippable on Twitter. Oh great! And um, I-, I checked out their website, and I they they have the thing. They have the thing that I was looking for, and it's at Flippable dot org slash act. And oh, great. there you can see every-, every single seat that's up. So. For instance, you know, yeah, we got James Thompson coming up uh, in Kansas's fourth. We got John Osif in um, Georgia's sixth. That's on the 18th. Also on the 18th, we have Alabama's 60, 67th state house district. This guy Prince Chestnut is running.
1: Prince Prince Chestnut?
0: Uh, Prince Chestnut. That's an amazing name. Which is like an amazing name. He is the presiding municipal court judge for the city of Selma. And has operated a successful law practice for ten years, and served the Alabama Black Belt for fifteen years. And so he's running for the state senate. And those state ha- elections are really important because of the uh, Con- constitutional Congress stuff that could happen. So any of those, th- any of those things that we could flip would be amazing. And so if you go to slash act you can see there's a bunch of stuff all the way up through, you know, through November. So um,
1: that's great. So check it out. I sh- I'm yep. going to get that. And, um, and specifically for James Thompson, which is, you know, just next week, uh, he was sharing the website is vote, James Thompson. It's T H O M P O S N for Thompson, vote, James And, um, people can, you know, that's an easy way to kind of t- touch base about what they need and do phone banking and stuff.
2: I am still pretty amazed that, uh, this is not getting more attention, right? Like when I searched about this race, I found like three articles and the best one was in fortune magazine. I was like,
0: why? Doesn't it seem like to you guys that like that isn't that part of what the DNC should be doing? Like it should be yes. Like this this website that I have for Unflippable that we found on Flippable, I feel like that should be what the DNC has. Huh. Like it just makes more sense to me that we would that the state that the that the national party. Would have a a vested interest. Would want
2: us all to be paying attention to this right now. Yeah.
0: Even if they can't provide money to every single race and they want to, you know, spend their money where they think they can win, they want to at least raise the profile of every single, you know, person who who stands a chance. I don't know.
2: Just saying. Also, when you contrast it to Georgia, you know, and you've got like celebrities who are telling you that they will drive you to the polls for Georgia. um, It just seems like I wasn't even aware that there were other flippable districts
0: happening right now you know
1: well mark ruffalo was was tweeting about um james thompson last night so there's that thanks mark ruffalo (laughs)
0: thanks thanks mark ruffalo thanks for sticking (laughs) he seems like a good guy that mark ruffalo yes he
1: he's, he's paying attention seems like and he's um you know it's nice when it's nice when people care and people who have big platforms you know can use it for that so yeah it's always great political mobilization it's a thing um, it matters. It's not always just tweeting.
0: There are like a few other organizations I feel like we've talked about before, but just to mention them again, there's there's Swing Left, Swing Left, yeah, mm-hmm. right, that we, and they're great.
1: Yes, and I think we're gonna be getting them on the podcast in the coming, you know, oh yeah, in the coming future. Be great. So yeah, that'll be. I'm looking forward to that.
0: There's also um, this organization called Knock Every Door. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, they're a little bit less like candidate focused, and their whole thing is basically there's a lot of research that shows that just like going door to door and just having like wide ranging free wheeling not with any kind of specific goal in mind but just sort of like get a general sense of like how people are feeling mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of canvassing uh can can sort of it can do a lot of things but it it can even like change people's minds sometimes if you have these like sort of just wide ranging free rolling conversations it gives people room to really talk about how they feel and what they're, what they really care about. And they don't feel pressured into like supporting a a, a specific candidate. And then, so the idea behind knock every door is to just have an army of people going out, having these conversations and then using that data to come back and, and figure out, you know, the, the best way to sort of reach these voters when it comes time to actually engage them for for votes. So when you so, when
2: in um, this situation, when you knock on that door, you don't show up with an agenda. You don't try to convince somebody to exactly. to think any different than the way they think. You just want to hear and and exactly. Okay.
0: It's just about listening. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly.
1: Interesting.
0: Which I think is really I think it's really admirable and and, and interesting. So that's knockeverydoor.org. Knockeverydoor.org.
1: Good. I feel like these are good tools for maybe especially for people that are starting to feel a little like, eh, what am I doing? There's so much stuff like. You know, it's a good, it's a, these are good tools to use to sort of check back in with like actionable things you can do.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, you know, people, uh, they said, that, you know, calling and writing and stuff and all that's still important. Um, but I know, I mean, I've heard from people that there's, some of them are feeling like, is this doing anything? And, you know, and this yeah. is kind of nice, Um. a nice way to focus on something, something concrete, you know important. Yeah, and it goals. is doing things. It, it, it you is, know, of all of that
0: Yeah, all of that helps. And I think there's but I think ultimately there's no substitute for like talking, you know, face to face or phone to phone to actual voters, you right. know, people who are going to who are going to vote. Right. Right.
1: Anything you can do something that takes it out of the virtual world is going to be good. Like for your own, you know, just like well-being even. I mean, for me anyways, I just like getting out of your house. I mean, there hasn't been well, actually, I don't know what the you know streets protests have been like much because I'm kind of in the middle of. I won't call it the middle of nowhere. I'm in a very rural place, and so there's there's less uh, there's less protest activity here. But you know, when that was happening in January, it 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 helped a lot to feel sort of connected and real.
0: Well, so there's a tax march coming up, which I haven't actually heard that much about. Is do, you, do you, have you guys heard any? I know we were hoping to get someone from from there on here too, but I don't know if we're going to have time.
1: Right. Cause also, should we, I don't know if we should wait and mention that, but, um, about impending things that are happening for certain hosts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> quink, quink. <laughs>
0: yeah. My wife, my wife is going to give birth like literally any minute. So, um, <laughs> there's a good chance that, that next week and possibly the week after there won't be a show just because I will Paternity be in baby leave. land. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paternity leave. Um, but I would, you know, depending on when baby, when the baby comes, I would guess that uh, we we would have an episode up um, by the third week of April, I think. Depending on depending on baby baby news, if yeah. for You know, for 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 all the latest baby news and also like stuff like that, you should follow our Twitter. That's the best like place to learn about um, what our what our plans are. I would say <laughs> <Just follow laughs> about, right? about on, your wife having a baby, yeah. <laughs> adventures yeah um and that's the underscore 451 i'm looking at the i'm looking at the tax day march and there are marches planned for like similar to the um to the women's march there are marches planned like all over the country okay um in cities, large and small, and some international as well. Um,
1: okay, and it's so, and, and it's protesting that Trump hasn't released his taxes.
0: Yeah, rough, yes. roughly yes. The petition to to get his taxes released, um, the White House petition, has the most signatures of any White House petition ever. Wow. Fancy that. And <laughs> and Trump's Trump's response to that is that quote, people don't care about. His taxes.
1: Everything um, out of his mouth is nonsense, so whatever.
0: Exactly
2: one week after the tax march is the science march, which coincides with Ear- yes. Earth Day. Uh, and it's predicted to be the largest protest gathering of scientists ever in United States history.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah,
2: me too.
1: Science march. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I kind of wish the tax march was called, like, I don't know, something... I guess tax march is good. Ta- <laughs> like, tax... I don't feel should re- like...
2: Should we rebrand it? Yes.
1: Can we rebrand the tax march? What can we call it? I mean, I guess, like... I kick my academic self out of this conversation because I'm like, the accountability march.
0: <laughs> Which is like,
1: people are like, yeah, that's a real catchy summer, and this is really great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know, like like uh, like focus. I wish it was something, because like everyone wants like the women's march. Like People are like, yeah, I'm, I'll march for women, Like and even science march. Yes, I'll march for science. Yes, I'll march oh, for taxes. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, like
0: taxes. OK, similar similar to the Tax Day March and the Women's March. Again, I'm looking at the map for all the um, satellite marches for the march, the uh, science march. There are 479 satellite marches planned all across the world and the country. That's for great. The science march. So this is, you know, this is exciting. I mean, you know, we saw the Women's March happen and it was this huge watershed moment, the biggest worldwide um, outpouring of protests that the world literally has ever seen. Um, yes. And it was kind of like I think we all felt a bit, a bit like, can we keep this momentum going? And um, there have been many protests. I mean, the the um, the protests at the airports and things. There's been a lot of stuff. Um, but I feel like now, I feel like especially now that we're coming into the warmer months, I think we're going to see a lot more things, a lot more large scale things. Um, I hope so. Happening.
1: Yes, I hope so. W-
0: one thing I was thinking about uh, uh, this week especially after the, the Donald Trump Jr. tweet that just sort of, I really, the Cernovich guy really gets under my skin. He's um, really
1: gross. Nobody should give him attention. We shouldn't even talk and, about and,
0: it. And, <laughs> no, we shouldn't. But but what it got me thinking about is something is, is something I, I think that's actually interesting and important, which is like, um, you know, I think there's this whole level, there's many levels to the awfulness of this presidency, obviously. And there's there's this one whole level, I think, That is, and we've talked about this before and we've mentioned it before that like Trump in many ways was sent to Washington, um, on this mandate of just like F the F the experts basically, you know, and the chaos bomb and, and, and that was his mandate. His mandate was the more just kind of like outrageous he is and the more, and the more, the more outrageous he is and the more that like, uh, quote unquote serious people gasp in um disbelief. Horror? Horror. The better in some ways, right? And and um that that the the reason Cernovich made me think of that is that is very much his MO too. Like, I don't actually think that he believe not that it matters, but like I don't think he believes half of the things that he says, but part of his mandate, just like Trump, is to shock with Horror, the you know, quote unquote, polite society, um, or, or put another way, you know, decent people who care about other people and right. and and want to, you know, be good to their fellow man yeah. and woman. I'm um, pretty.
1: Sure, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that dudes that spend their time tweeting about how date rape is impossible, like believe it. Like I, I, I don't think that they're. Yeah. No. I-, <laughs> I I get what you mean. Their main goal is to like. It's fun for them to be. I won't do a bleeped word. It's fun. It's fun for them to be jerks. Like they, they enjoy hurting the people that are hurt by it and getting the attention. Like there's this like flush of excitement for people who have bad opinions and bad feelings that want violence, that want oppression. And so when they find somebody that has some kind of a, you know, authoritative voice who is willing to say these things out loud, um, it's really exciting for them. And so they, so they get attention. And so when somebody's like both charismatic and evil, <laughs> it's a bad combination. So that's yeah, what is, exactly. Yeah.
0: There's a whole layer of that. That's just like permeates the entire thing. The whole thing.
1: Right. I, you know, I don't know. I, even I though have to just remind myself about what's so frustrating about the total sat- saturation of the way our media works now is how something can become kind of like, passe prematurely like you know everybody was saying like this is not normal in November and then I was seeing people being like oh god I can't stop saying it I'm so tired normalize whatever that word's everywhere but it's like I mean you you can't like decide that a concept is like out of fashion when it's still relevant and important (laughs) You, yeah. know, you know, like, it's it's it's, it's kind of this thing where it's like, okay, well, that's convenient that people, like, find that to be, like, to, so 2016. I don't know that people, that many people really do, but I just, I do feel like more and more this is being treated like it's just another administration or it's a crappy... I mean, not, of course, not totally, but I just I just feel like even, even with all the outrage that's in the media, there's not enough attention paid to how this is, like, not done like we're in we are in a yeah. through the looking glass America right now, and it's yeah. weird, so yeah,
0: anyway, yeah, yeah, exactly. no, it's very true. like like I feel like the media still hasn't quite grappled with or addressed even even with even with how they have started to take him more account make him more accountable, like they still haven't quite gone far enough for still still, I think for fear of like seeming partisan for or, or, or whatever, but like, yeah, they still haven't quite gone the, the, the whole hog Mm -hmm. into it. Did you guys read the
2: LA times, uh, editorial? No, I haven't read that yet.
1: No, a million people sent it to me and I have been busy. Um, tell us about it.
2: Oh, it's really good. Just, it's one of the most, and it comes from the entire LA times editorial board and it's four parts. Um, basically just enumerating why this is uh, one of the most awful times in America and all of the things that Trump is doing to ruin everything that we love um, <laughs> and 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 it's it's very explicit you know like there's no there's no mincing of words uh, and oh, that's it, it feels
0: good you, you read it and you're like
2: yeah
1: man it is hard to kind of keep informed without feeling like you're going to lose it you know
0: it is do you guys i still read um what the f it's pretty good uh, just happened today every day as as my like sort of daily digest do you do you still look at that summer
1: i haven't been doing it every day i do look at it for, for those
2: for those days when i'm too busy at work it's really great uh you know like when i haven't had a chance to look at twitter to kind of just have that
1: no that is good and twitter it can be great but yes. it, but it sometimes has a weird way of you know a thing that is annoying but in the grand scheme of things not that important like for example like an ad for a soft drink which we don't uh, need to like uh-huh. get into what do too you much mean? Like, <laughs> we
0: don't even need to talk about it. there's nothing to say about it right
1: right like <laughs> yeah so things that like you know might be nuts and in another you know in another in, in the other simulation <laughs> like, <laughs> with a different Good Lord. yeah over in the other simulation with like madam president like maybe you would we could have another op-ed about that but like but sometimes things that like yeah like aren't in the grand scheme of it really that important although culturally they are like somehow take precedence in like my twitter feed over for example like you know a sarin gas attack of children in syria
2: and, that's a really good point you know, yeah i
1: mean it isn't like cultural the cultural ramifications of like insensitivity in advertising like are significant but that was getting way more play than like these really horrible heartrending things that are happening and which are frustrating because like what do you do about them yeah uh, yeah i mean and um um stuff stuff that trump is doing basically like you know removing civilian protections is it in somalia that that's happening right now um it's just uh it's really bad and it's scary because it's like what what can you what can you do about it when you've got your own life and you've got you know your elderly parent or your kid that you're dealing with or whatever it is. And it, it does seem like so much, like you're doing your five calls or you're, you know, volunteering yeah. to just flip your closest flippable candidate. And, I mean, that's
0: what it comes yeah. down to. That's what you can do. I mean, you can do what you can do and that's, and you know, that's the most, that, that stuff is the most important stuff Yeah. is, is flipping, flipping Congress as, as, as much of a long shot as it is flipping Congress in 20 in you know starting in 2017 and moving in 2018
1: which is next year which is less than a year
0: away less than a year away it it is the most important it is the most important thing right now is like it, it, if that can happen we're we'll be on much much firmer ground for all of the things that Trump is doing to make this country worse he could be ultimately slowed and then ultimately stopped by by that
1: i said i said the other day i wanted to do an update on what's going on with this Russia stuff because i've only been following it sort of Superficially, um, and I, which I don't like because I, you know, it is a a topic that I have some professional interest in, and so I'm pl- I'm planning to try to do some kind of a summary, but I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I don't know. I use a question: Is Merkley still talking?
0: <laughs> fifteen fifteen hours and twenty eight minutes. That's how long Jeff Merkley just held the the Senate Florida protest course. Did he stop? uh it looks as though he did. Okay. Yeah. Uh he he went for 15 hours and 28 minutes. That's well, awesome. that was good. Um,
1: thank you, Senator Merkley, for doing that.
0: Yeah, good Lord. We, you know, heroes.
1: I mean, it does, it you know, it accomplishes what it does in the moment, but it also inspires people to see, you know, leaders like that kind of standing up and taking, I mean, taking a literal stand on something, but. Like they're, you know, it's just standing up and talking, right? But it is heroic, and I know that it it kind of fired me up to see that he was doing that last night. So, yeah.
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Thank you, Senator, and to other to other you know, elected officials and other people. Like it really makes it really makes a difference for people's morale, at least for me.
0: I agree. Uh, is there other stuff you guys you guys want to talk about? I was a little freaked out by the North Korea stuff that hap- that came, sort of was coming to a head last night a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I have to say last that I'm Tuesday, I'm
1: not. Uh, that freaked i'm not as freaked out about the north korea thing the more alarming thing was just the fact that we have an incompetent government
2: right our res- <laughs> our, our response is what is alarming to me our potential response exactly. yeah exactly. the
1: idea
0: of not working so with china
1: and tillerson was that real that, that press release yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, we have no we have no comment. Basically, it was so strange release that Tillerson released uh, in response to the latest missile launch. Yeah, the, the you know one of the things that's freaking me out is Sarah Kendzior because she's she she's been you know saying a lot that that the the escalating tensions between the U.S. That, that that the the Trump administration basically has has it in and and is sort of looking to I think North Korea as you their, mean like
1: they need a war to save themselves to keep themselves in power and that seems like a place yeah. to start it is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that would be really stupid.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's not really much more to say about it other than it would be awful and hopefully you know. And speaking of protests, um, you know that that were such thing to sort of come down the line that um, we would all be out in the streets.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. And just to stress, like, I mean, Korea, is, I'm not, I'm North Korean. Like, I'm not saying that they're not like that. They're faultless in their doings and goings on in the world, or whatever. But in this circumstance, like the, the party that has changed, it's, is us, not them. So it's not like they're, they're being more aggressive than normal.
0: Flipable. Flip your Congress. Flip flip (laughs) everything. Flip Flip it it. it all over.
1: Encourage your people. I mean, do you guys think can they block Gorsuch? Is that possible to to make him not? No. Really? Why not? (laughs) Because they did it to Merrick Garland. I don't get it.
2: They're going to change the rules. uh, But yeah, they'll change the rules. uh, And that's that's the part that makes me sad as much as
0: Merkley. So so under normal circumstances the democrats even though they're not in power they could filibuster but yeah mitch McConnell and the and the and the gop they can change the rules i guess they're they're calling it the nuclear option which is very sort of an unfortunate thing given um the tensions it's the Conversation we're just having um, yeah. yeah yeah but but uh but yeah it's basically they would get rid of the filibuster in terms of um n- nominating uh supreme court justices um or or confirming i guess supreme court justices and so Without the filibuster, there's no way for the Democrats to stop him from becoming a Supreme Court justice.
1: Okay. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, I was reading, you know, he's that he's a threat to voting rights, and that really worried me. I mean, everything else is terrible too, but that is a big thing, obviously, because um, it takes away our voices and our democracy and our ability to, you know, function as how we're supposed to, which and- is by the people for the people was that us did we say that <laughs> that's we, uh, at, at, at some point that's at some supposed point we did to be us. yeah so
2: uh side note john mccain called the nuclear option a dark day in the senate's history
1: can jesse speak up a little bit because i couldn't hear him.
0: yeah can you can you talk into uh, the, the thing a little? oh bit? sorry
2: um john mccain called the nuclear option a dark day in the senate's history
1: good because it is well
0: good for him yeah, <laughs> good for him.
1: John McCain, your um, your fave, my my problematic fave.
0: Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Um, do you wanna tell folks about the the thing that you just launched? Yeah, yeah um, Sure, do
1: that. I will do it really briefly. So, as some of you may know, I am a writer of nonfiction books in my life when I'm not on the podcast or yelling about Trump online, and um, and my third book is basically like a biography of this woman who was uh, an artist model and history kind of. Just like pushed her to the side, she was, um, and also an artist, and she w- had open relationships with women, and all this stuff that was just really frowned upon at the time. So anyway, I'm doing a book about her, and um, it's called The Parisian Sphinx, um, and I am. It's going to be published by Houghton Mifflin Hardcore next year, and I'm doing an Indiegogo campaign to help me raise research funds, and um, what else? So you can find it. <laughs> we'll do a link to it maybe. Sure. Um, And you can pre-order the book, and and that way, um, you know, it helps me do research that otherwise I wouldn't be able to do, and you can get to kind of, like, follow along with me as I I do some of it. It's a really exciting story. If you like mysteries, or art, or Paris, or women, it's a a good story for you, so, (laughs) anyway.
2: It's a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really, it seems like a really cool story. Like, I wasn't totally... I didn't totally understand what it was until you sent me the video, and um, it definitely seems like a, a really awesome thing. So people should definitely check. Thanks. It out. Yeah, a little
1: off topic for the four fifty one, but you know, since we're here. Um, <laughs> Not
0: entirely. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, adjacent and, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, right. So anyway, that's that's the thing I did. So Nico Case thought it was cool. <laughs>
0: Oh, awesome!
2: I love Nico Case. Nico Case was really into it. She was talking a lot about you last night. That was that was awesome. Yeah,
1: she was. A, yeah. It, oh, I
0: totally
2: missed
1: that. I oh kind my of God, freaked I'm out sure. about it a little bit. I mean, <laughs> not like really. Like when I was sort of like, no. I vicariously cool, like, really freaked
0: out for you too. I was like, yeah, oh you're like O M G. I have a thing to take us out with, which is really nerdy, so I hope you're ready for that. Let's hear it. We are so ready. Nerdy is good. In the year 2063, according to uh, Star Trek, Mm -hmm. (laughs) today is the day that we make first contact with the Vulcans. April 5th of 2063 is the day that Zephram Cochran launches the Phoenix, mankind's first manned warp-capable ship from Bozeman, Montana, and... The Vulcans see this warp drive thing happening. They just happen to be in our solar system, and they come by and they introduce themselves. Okay. And that begins. That begins a era of peace and prosperity, uh, you know, unlike mankind has ever seen. So maybe we have that to look forward to. Can't wait.
1: Vulcans like Spock was a Vulcan. Forgive me. Forgive me.
0: Spock was a Vulcan. Was this in that like fictional um,
1: dates in history thing that? Mishiko Kakitani was sharing, or is this something from something else?
0: No, this is just something that what my brother-in-law actually uh, (laughs) Facebooked about, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! I should say that on the 451." Gotcha. Anyway, so this is people that people that like Star Trek will appreciate it. Okay. So the
1: metaphor for this is that in like the alternate universe of Gene Roddenberry, this is an important day of peace. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes, that
0: is what I'm saying. I mean, what's interesting in in you know in the Star Trek world. Um, from like 2026 to 2053, there's like an awful World War III that happens. Okay. And then out of the ashes of that is, you know, comes, comes this, this era of, mm-hmm. of peace and exploration and, and the, the sort of idyllic utopia that is Star
1: Trek. Uh, speaking of fiction, you know, this world, yeah. like we're making it. We don't all individually have like that much power to do it, but like we, we are all this human world we are in. Like we, we imagined this into being, it's incredible and crazy. And we're not talking to like Spock yet or whatever, <laughs> but, um, maybe we can try to, I'm not, I'm getting out into Kumbaya now. Like let's imagine a better future no, and make it it's happen. Good. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right though. I mean, that's so true. It's like we all create our own reality.
1: Yeah. I mean, and so many things that we have even just in technology started out as science fiction ideas, somebody with imagination, it's true. thought of the idea. And then somebody with the technical skills went. Huh, I wonder how we could make that happen. So let's do that about things like taking care of climate change and being better. Yeah. All right, let's imagine a better future with happy, logical, and illogical people or something.
0: (laughs) Indeed. All right, right. here here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Sorry for the bad sound quality of my recording this week, so it turns out that this whole time when I record vocal stuff on my own through GarageBand, I know you're dying to hear this, but I'm going to tell you, I've been doing it through like an old-timey guitar filter because I don't know what I'm doing, and so finally Jonathan helped me sort that out, and we had technical difficulties this week, and so... Uh, We had to kind of get creative with how to record the podcast. So we were on the phone and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that's why it sounds like crap this week. And now I know the problem and so it won't happen again. Uh, So sorry about that. Um, But anyway, um, like we said, we're not sure if we're going to have an episode next week because uh, Jonathan is about to become a dad again, which is so extremely exciting. So that could happen really any day now. Um, And if it does happen, we may not have an episode because basically we can't really do this without Jonathan because he does everything like edit and all that stuff. So um, we will keep you posted on that. And uh, as always, you can go to our website to find out more about what we discussed this week and in previous episodes. That is the451.com, the451allwrittenout.com. And there you can find our email, our phone number, and some other ways to get in touch, like on Twitter. And a big, 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 huge thank you to all of our fans who support us on Patreon. You really make this possible. Um, Your contributions help us pay for the expenses of actually just making the podcast and putting it out on the whatever you call podcast airwaves, (laughs) so that you can listen to it. So thank you so much. If you um, are not a patron and you would like to become one, uh, you can also find information on that on our website. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, and one last thing is that because of our bad connections this week, I really couldn't hear the guys very well. (laughs) So Jonathan's talking about Donald Trump Jr. saying something, and I thought he said Donald Trump, and so I start talking about Trump tweets and it's just cuz I didn't hear him properly so if you were confused about that you know there you go so anyway um thanks again i hope you all are doing okay it's crazy times um lots of upsetting stuff in the news but keep on keeping on and um we'll be in touch soon okay this has been the 451 a podcast for the resistance